coming up on this episode of Three Punks in a Pod. So I spent an entire weekend, nothing, did nothing but call MTV over and over and over. That's the first thing I have written down on here after the name and the year it came out. I don't really enjoy Tim Armstrong's <laughs> voice. <laughs> I was picturing Jesse's dog, Sammy, with a leather jacket, but, but walking on two legs with a cigarette. Welcome to another episode of Three Punks in a Pod. I am Jesse. I am Steve. And I am Tokes. Oh, he actually called himself Tokes. I guess I'm... Or Chris. Or Chris, yeah. Whichever you prefer. He was born named Tokes, but then he took the name Chris. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So welcome to another episode. Uh, we are talking... Jeez, bumping the table. Good start. I know, great start. This episode is brought to you by me. <laughs> I, <laughs> to count technically, it's not like it's sponsored or anything, but it's my episode. The album that I chose to talk about for this episode is Rancid's and Outcome the Wolves. It would have been, so we talked about kind of in the first episode, the Green Day uh, Dookie episode, that that would have been my choice because uh, the, for the first few episodes, we've been doing albums that um, either like our f- first punk album that we ever owned or like something that was... Uh, you know, the most influential, meaningful to us in the realm of punk rock music. So Tokes took Green Day's Dookie. So I was thinking about what I could do. And then I remembered a story involving Rancid's and Out Come the Wolves. So I chose that. It's, uh, it was released in August, uh, of 1995. So, so pretty close to Dookie. Well, well, over, no, a year and a half after yeah. Dookie. <laughs> Closer than Enema was. True. I mean... So we're going uh, back in time. Yes, we were going back in time. So if you haven't listened to our previous episodes, give them a listen if you like. Yeah, so what do you guys think? So this is going to be interesting because Steve said he had never listened to this album. He'd listened to maybe two of the singles you heard. Yep, correct. Time, time Bomb, Bomb and Ruby, Ruby Soho. Soho. Okay. And, and interestingly enough, we just were talking about this before we started recording. That I thought this was kind of a staple in your music catalog, but it wasn't, Tokes. For Rancid. Yeah. You know, this was the best rancid album i didn't really care for much of their other stuff they were a couple songs yeah, they were kind of they were hit, hit or miss for me as far as like um i mean i had like a, a few tracks or a couple tracks here or there but this album for me it's 19 tracks long and me personally i don't think there's a it's it's another one where i don't think there's a bad track on there do you have a runtime on that yeah we got the runtime 49 39 for 19 yeah. tracks, 49, 39 is not bad. Not, That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, they had some longer tracks in there, but it's, it's mostly kind of sticking with the probably roughly around three yeah, minutes, two, stuff like that. Two and a half to three. Two and a half to three. Yeah. So three singles on the album, they had Roots Radicals, Time Bomb, and Ruby Soho. Which are great songs. Great songs. Yeah. Time Bomb for me got a little overplayed. It's one of those where, and Rand and Roots Radicals, I kind of feel like I, I kind of skip over those just because they're amazing songs, probably, and definitely some of the best on the album. Yeah. But they kind of got overplayed for me. Time but, Bomb is probably out of the, out of the singles. Yep. Probably the least, <clears throat> probably yep. last in line. Yeah. For me. But well, I wonder if Time Bomb was actually maybe the most popular. I don't yeah, know. Probably. Because it, it was up there. It was, it was I mean, a little different of a. I feel like that makes sense. Because like, I feel like that I heard 
people talk about that one specifically a lot. Yeah. Question though, like sure. when you say overplayed, was that based on radio or did, were they also played on MTV? They were on MTV. So this is the, this is kind of their, this is what propelled them into the mainstream. So they got on MTV and what I was reading too, and it makes total sense to me is that whereas Green Day and to a certain extent Blink, when they got super big, were labeled sellouts and a lot of the people that they, a lot of fans and a lot of whatever completely just disregarded them and like, you know. So we're done with you, you guys. Yeah, kicked them to the curb, us. whatever. Yep. But Rancid, I think it's because they, I mean, I'm not saying Green Day and Blink didn't, but it seemed like Rancid, even though they became more mainstream, they were, they've always been Rancid and they'll just be the same Rancid kind of they always have been. So they're, maybe their style didn't change yeah, too so much? They were able no. to retain those fans even though they went into the, they were on MTV, you know, like, mm-hmm. and so... Um, I don't know, maybe, and that's just my opinion. But I, and they also had the quintessential punk look. You know, they had the, oh, they the, were the spikes in the basically what Tokes was in high school. You know, yeah. like there were spikes in the leather jackets leather and jacket, the patches yeah, yeah. and the piercings and the tattoos and all that stuff. You yeah, know? they were all out. Yeah. All right, you guys want to talk about some tracks that uh, either stood out to you or surprised you as you were going through it? Yeah, Tokes yep. is our resident tracklist person. <laughs> yeah. So number one, Maxwell Murder. The bass solo in that song is absolutely insane. Yeah, so I mean, that's even like when we go further on. That is the main thing about this album that stands out to me the, the most. Bass. The bass, the bass. I don't remember that back in the day. And how they mix it too, because it, it it sounds so separate. Sounds so separate from everything though. Yep. Like usually when you mix and match, you want everything to cohese together. And it's not like this doesn't, but the bass is so. It's just got to be. I think it's the tone, obviously, and how they mix it, yeah. mix it, whatever. It's like it's in there, but if you really want to listen to it, it can jump out at you, and that's all you hear. That's you know for me. This it almost feels like a lead. Yeah, was yeah was super like all like I haven't listened to this album in almost twenty years, whatever that's it's crazy. been. And this round, like all I could hear really was like the bass, like yeah. that kept jumping out at me. And it was never like that before yeah. back in the day. I was really surprised at if you do focus on that bass, it can, I'm like, wow, like that is so in your face. But that's what made me think like, even like Green Day, like Mike Durnt. Yeah. Some of those bass riffs were just like, whereas typically you think bass, you know, there's a lot of good basses out there, but. Yeah following along kind of not getting too crazy but like those guys like that's next level stuff and that's matt freeman and uh him and tim armstrong they were in op ivy before before rancid and that a lot of this album reminds me of op ivy Ivy. there's parts where i'm like oh yeah that's totally and and just just uh two days ago yeah two days ago i went to mall of america we're in minnesota um we're at, went to if Mall, we haven't mentioned that we already, yeah, but sorry, we have. Yeah. We are from Minnesota, the Twin Cities area. I'm sure you could uh, tell based on how we're speaking our vowels. <laughs> speaking our vowels. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. That is the brilliance of Steve, everybody. We love it. Uh, I think Tokes is the most Minnesotan of us all with his oh, accent. Yeah. But I went to Mall of America, and this is 2022, three days ago, uh, at Hot Topic, which is a store that's kind of like for goth alternative, whatever. Op Ivy shirt right on the wall. You can yeah. buy an Op Ivy shirt. <laughs> and a Green Day uh, Dookie shirt, actually, too. So. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say I like this album better than I did then. And it's really? been a good album, but yeah. like this this go around listening to it and stuff, yeah. kind of reliving it, Yep. really listening to the lyrics, the guitar, the everything. Yeah. 
One thing I would say is I would love to hear Tim Armstrong's tracks like singled out of him singing because sometimes it's like <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wrote that down as a note is it's impossible to know what he's singing <laughs> yeah I have to like read the lyrics well he's always been like that yeah I, I, I'm re- I would love I'm, to hear yeah. it though like just him singled out and stuff and it'd be like oh my god just release the Tim Armstrong files and it's yeah. just like I mean he actually is saying those words but it's it's tough. It's tough to make out unless you have the lyrics actually in front of your face. That's the first thing I have written down on here <laughs> after the name and the year it came out. I don't really enjoy Tim Armstrong's voice. <laughs> That's just who he is. He's yeah, always no, like, always been like but that. But it's it, it it sounds a little on. I not on like he's doing it on purpose, yeah. but it it well, know, it's on the a, nose, I guess, for punk as yeah. a, vocals or something. Steve, as a big uh, boxcar racer fan, he's uh, he sings on. Uh, my favorite track on that album. Oh, really? That's what, that's what, your that's favorite the, track? Cat Like Thief? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, right when I heard the singing, I was like, oh, Tim Armstrong. Oh. Right there. <laughs> there, there's your Minnesotan popping out there. Oh, number three, Roots Radicals. Great song. Great song. I think it definitely was worth being a single. Absolutely. We used Probably. to cover that one. Roots? Yeah. Nice. Great song. Yeah. Number four, Time Bomb. Time Bomb. Which we kind of talked about. Yeah. Great song, but not... Well, it, it and it's it's a it's one of those different tracks on the album. It doesn't sound exactly like kind of everything else on the album. Yeah, know? number five, Olympia. Olympia's good. I would say that's one of the tracks I wrote down for favorite, and I've never heard before. Yeah, I listened to it. Olympia's good, and if you want to hear No Effects play that song, they did a mashup CD where Rancid and No Effects swap songs. I think I'd like that better. Cool. <laughs> I have to say, No like Effects version of Olympia is really. I mean, I like Rancid's probably better, but. Um, no, they're both good. It was just like I think it was two or three songs that No Effects they just swapped and No Effects did covers of. I love I love that the punk bands do that sometimes. Yeah. Like, I think they call them splits. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a big it fan was, of those. Yeah, it it's was fun. super cool to hear. And then uh, No Effects also did a cover of Radio, but they did it um, like reggae. Was, <laughs> of course they. Yeah, did. It was of course really, they. It was did. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of these songs I didn't care for back in the day, but now I'm like, yeah, these are yeah. There's something. And they were really melodic with their stuff, even though they yeah. had they had the look of being like these That's what rough I was and tumble, just like they don't give album. a shit about anything. But it's like their their music is actually really like beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Know? No, seriously. Yeah. Like I did I didn't realize that until giving a listen this time around. Yeah. Like that's all stuff I missed. And now I'm like, yeah, they're there's like some really poppy parts yeah. and just like you said, and then here you got these guys are decked out <laughs> yeah. you know the spikes everything the whole nine yards and then you combine it with the way that tim sings yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> i love um, it number seven junkie man junkie man is awesome yeah I, I mean because i think is that the track i think junkie man's the one where they actually say and i'll come the wolves yeah that's that because uh, that at the story that weird thing it sounds like end. it's a, dr- a bad drug trip or something but and i'll come the wolves yep. i'll come the wolves <laughs> i love that Right and <laughs> right. No, no. I was just looking real quick. Uh, right. Ran, I was just looking up here earlier. It said Rancid's popularity and catchy songs made them the subject of a major label bidding war. Hence the title yep. and outcome: The Wolves. Yep. Ooh, Ooh, hot take. Ruby Soho. Okay, so here is my story about why I chose this album. Right. The I, single track is the yeah, reason. Yeah, the one track. Okay. So here's what happened. Uh, my parents never paid for MTV. They were totally of the, we don't want MTV will rot your mind kind of thing, you know. Um, they weren't, like, super strict or anything, but they were just like, we don't want you to, you know. And so we never had MTV, but there might have been, like, like promotional periods where you'd get it free for, like, a week. 
Oh, you yeah. know, to Serious try to get to try, to try to get people to whatever. <laughs> yep. So I remember it must have been ninety five or whenever Ru- the music video for Ruby Soho came out. I was watching MTV. I'd never heard of Rancid. Never who knew who Rancid was. All of a sudden, the music video for Ruby Soho came on, and kind of like what you you know, like when we heard Basket Case by Green Day. Yep. It just completely changed my life. Yep. I literally was watching this music video. I think I was, if I remember, standing in the middle of the room, just like staring at the tv like what the hell is this yes just because based on what they're like I don't, it was I, just I don't, the, the melodies it's just like just to me to me itself. ruby soho is like one of the best songs like ever written by any band like i it's i love it today and i think it's interesting that how clean he sings in this yeah compared yeah. to other tracks it can yeah. be done yeah, yeah it can be done. but uh so i watched it and i was so blown away and this was back in the day where you could actually call in to mtv and request music videos oh wow oh yeah so i spent an entire weekend nothing did nothing but call mtv over and over and over <laughs> never got through once like it was like busy signals you know or whatever uh but i called the entire weekend because i just wanted to see that music video one more time i never saw it again i don't even know if i've seen the music video since <laughs> really yeah i mean obviously it's i could just, just look it up now but right um but I was, it was like life changing that song to me. And if I, you do I do that, you, you get to stand in the middle of the room when you watch it. I, I'm going to stand in the middle of the room. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I just, it was kind of like green day and whatever, but it was, and, yeah. but I was like, again, it was just the melodies and the, and just how beautiful the sound was, but it was punk rock and distortion and in your face. And it was just perfection. Yeah. And yeah. that's that song that's similar yeah. is what got me into rancid seeing that video and that song is like. I need more of this. Yeah. And I, I, and I don't know where, when I actually like listened to the album and realized that maybe I just, the album was playing and I realized that I was like, Oh, I don't want to skip any song yet. You know, I just would listen and be like, that's good. Cause I was kind of like, I, I was never a person that would just listen. I would always just listen to the radio songs, you know, most of the time on albums, I wouldn't really branch out too much, but this is one that I just listened to and was like, wow, 19 tracks. And I, I like them all, you know, it's like mm-hmm. crazy. Number 11 is my personal fave. Yeah. On there. Journey to the End of oh, the East Bay. Oh, that's a good track. Yeah. I love that. Great. We used to end. cover that song. Great intro. It was just like long. There's not there's not vocals for a while. I was like, oh, okay. I'm taking this. Yeah, that crazy, awesome bass line. Yeah, it's, it's cool and tries. It's really cool. Yeah. To that. John used to play that very well. Did he really? Wow. Yeah. That's cool. It's impressive. One of the 100 <laughs> members of Nuke. <laughs> yep. Of the band we've been in. When albums were released then, you know, on CD, we didn't have all this. You couldn't just pull them up <laughs> yeah. online. Yep. Like, that was the thing. You go to the store the second 10 o'clock, whatever it was that they put them out. Yep. You grab that disc, and then, for me anyways, you drive around and you listen to yeah. the whole entire album. And you and you just make, start you make to excuses to drive places because yeah. oh, you that just want to listen to music. Yeah, we yeah. just drove just yeah. to listen to the album and yeah. get into it and stuff. So yep. you wouldn't have to worry about uh, disc skip protection. <laughs> <laughs> I had the best CD player, like the portable CD player. Yep, I could literally punch the thing and it wouldn't skip. See that that was like a that was, you had to test when you bought a new one. You had to test that stuff. Yeah. And it was like I remember it was like a subject of like serious consideration. Yeah. When buying one, you're like, well, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was like this button. What, what if I drop it or something? <laughs> you know, it's like, it was crazy because like it, it was just a button you 
pushed on it to click. It was like, because if, if you didn't have it on, you could skip it, no problem. Maybe but we should explain that on. this just, a little I don't remember more in depthly. Any of that. Yeah, for people who don't know, I guess, who are maybe younger or whatever. Well, what about me? I don't remember any of that. <laughs> Seriously. You must have had a bad experience. I don't or know. Yeah. And I. I don't even know where I got it because it must have been expensive and it's not like my parents would have, wouldn't have really bought me anything that crazy, but I had, yeah. Cause disc skip protection on a portable CD player, um, portable CD player as Steve, we should, uh, for those who don't know, it's a, like yeah. a Walkman. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Do you yeah, seriously don't know what we're talking about? Like it was a Walkman that had, you played CDs in. Yeah. I had Instead of putting a tape in there, you'd put a CD in there. Yeah. 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 Well, Walkman is like a brand. Yeah, but so, that's <laughs> if you say Walkman, most people are gonna know because sure. that okay, was, it was a CD Walkman. Walkman to me is a cassette player. That's that's how far back because I it was go. like the the original was the Walkman that played cassettes. Yeah, didn't 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 need to worry had, about skip protection on a cassette. Yeah, also had <laughs> yeah. disc protection. You had to Walkmans. <laughs> Moving on. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Number fourteen, disorder and disarray. That is one of my favorites is on it? the album. Yeah. Yep. I was itching my head. Oh. <laughs> so I look over Steven. I thought he was giving me like this, like, look. I'm this crazy ring in my ears. just itching. Don't you ever say that's your favorite song? <laughs> <laughs> Not Disorder and Disarray is, is one of my favorites. I love that song. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Number 15, <laughs> cool. The War's End, just as of recently. So Jesse has a dog named Sammy, <laughs> and it's talking about the Sammy and the War. So I was, <laughs> as I was listening to this, I was picturing Jesse's dog, Sammy, with a leather jacket, but <laughs> but walking on two legs with a cigarette, kind of feeling down like overseas or something after the war or something, you know. Like, so that's because my dog's name out. is Sammy. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's dude. why I just pictured Sammy with a leather jacket, walking on two legs with a cigarette hanging, you know, and just that's what I thought. <laughs> my dog is a punk rocker. I love it. Eighteen Avenues and Alleyways. That's that's one I love. Yeah, yeah, I really love that song. Steve, Steve's got nothing to say. Like you're the one well, who had, I, I literally listened just, to like at one time. Yeah. Oh, okay. In yeah. all fairness, and, right. and true. And I have th- like I guess I could talk about it a little bit. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the songs, they have a lot of the repetitive like lyrics for like choruses sometimes, and that kind of. You mean a, they're actually repeating the lyrics? Yeah. Like the same lyrics in different songs. No, no, I'm saying like oh, in that song, like okay. say like the not, like, yeah. and it's and then that's right, to call that. back to the previous episode. It's that's part of the reason why I didn't really like all the small things. Yeah. Sure, as much. Sure, I remember. I don't remember yeah. what, but I remember that being a thing of yours, Steve. Where where you're like, if a chorus is like that, where you typically don't care for it as much, or it bugs you, or whatever you want to yep. call it, correct. And to me, <laughs> I I like. And maybe it's just because if you hear it over and over, you're like, yeah, you know, eventually you're going to like it whether you want to or not. My pet peeve is when it's a, like, yeah, there's a great chorus that I want to hear like five or six times and they do it like twice and that's the end of the, that's the, end of the song. Ah, yes. That pisses me off so <laughs> yeah. much because I, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm big on repetitive. If something's great, I want to hear it a million times. So that's I just, just think of like, for, for instance, like the nuke song. I know. Atari's, we call it. I don't even know there's, what the there's song There's one is. chorus, and that's it, right? One <laughs> chorus, that's it. So would you be like, like, yeah, I can't wait to hear more, and you'd be the song's yeah, done, and you're like... Maybe that's why you do that, just to piss me this? off. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is. Probably is. So, yeah, um, back to back to the album. Yeah. Like I said, like, listening to it, a lot of their, their style sounds familiar to me for never really listening to the band. Yeah. And I'm assuming that harkens back to, like, their, you know, it kind of reminds me of... 
the clash a little bit sure. here and there, or even like other bands that I heard after them that maybe they influenced. Sure. Yeah. And they, it seems like the kind of a ska vibe yeah, in totally. a way. Yeah. I think they, they, I read that too, that, that they kind of come from the ska world, which is up Ivy. Yeah. Up Ivy. Minus yeah, the horns, yeah, which totally. is hundred percent. I'm all <laughs> for it. Yeah. Tokes does not like horns in his music and we are going to do some like less than oh, Jake and stuff gosh. like that. Yes, might we be, are. I might be sick that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You're right though. Cause I think about the op Ivy, they were way more ska than punk and mm-hmm. then rancid spawned kind of from them, you know, or whatever, or after them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But, but even then, like, even though they have like, uh, vibes of older punk bands and things like that, yeah, the production sounds modern for 1995. Jerry Finn. Yeah. I'm saying like, it sounds real good a lot, Jerry. even though like yeah. I'm not huge on the vocals all the time, but yeah, no, it sounds good for what it is. Like the style yeah. that it's, I don't know, man. I love the album still. I would listen to every single song. Because it's not like I hate any of them. Sure, there's some I might skip, but um, I'm also surprised at how many times I've listened to Ruby Soho and I'm not sick of it. Because there are some yeah. Green Day songs. Like sometimes I told you, like Basket Case, I'll skip because I've heard it a million times. Yep. Not that I that don't is impressive it. on it. Not that I don't love yeah. it, but Ruby Soho, I still like every time it comes on, I'm just like, oh shit. Yep. And I yeah. do feel like just even the album itself, even though it's not necessarily for me yeah. musically. Um, it's pretty chill. Even like it's like a ch- it's a chill vibe. Obviously, it gets faster and picks yeah. up pace and everything. But it's definitely something I imagine you could just like sit down yeah. in the sun and drink a beer. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> or sit in the street. It's I don't know. Interesting to call, think of it like an easy listening punk rock. Album. Like it kind of it kind of felt like it to me. Yeah. Like it just I don't know. Yeah. That to me it was, that was a soundtrack for skateboarding. Yeah, we'd put that on and we'd just yeah. skate. You know, that'd be there'd be. And out come the wolves. You'd have your dookie. You'd have your blink. Yep. And stuff. That was part of the. There was that was part of that. Well, okay. So let's talk about the album artwork. Uh, I read, and this is the first time I'd like seen this because I kind of looked it up. It. I heard it was a tribute to the band Minor Threat, and so mm. I looked up that album, and it's basically the same uh, cover. It just. I mean, it looks different because it's like green and but it's like a guy you know it's a guy with his sitting on steps with his head down yeah um i love the artwork of the rancid album i think it's fantastic i have a t-shirt oh yeah i had the that's the only rancid shirt i ever had was out and i i mine it actually doesn't say rancid on it It actually is just the picture of him on the steps which is kind of cool it's i got it like only a few years ago so it's like you know something i just found but i was like yeah i want to get it yeah last episode was blink 182's enema of the state Mm -hmm. um the only time I'd actually seen Rancid was at Warp Tour. Um, and it was, I can't remember what year, but it was Warp Tour was on my birthday and it was in Somerset, Wisconsin. Mm. Right. And Blink 182 was not on the Warp Tour, but Blink 182, they were on tour for Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Yes. And mm-hmm. Blink's, Blink's tour and Warp Tour crossed right at this, right at that one day. It was like one date. Yes. And so Blink. And Warp Tour made a deal that Blink would play that one Warp Tour, yep. that right. one date, that one. That's date. cool. That's it. So and it was like, and it was cool because it was on my birthday, and I was like, oh hell yeah, that's great. Outdoor festival. What, what year was this? July fourteenth, two thousand one. Okay, that was my. Uh, wow, um, that's great. You just answered a question for me though oh, that really? I had in my head because nice. I'm like, I've seen so many concerts that I forgot more than I've been to, <laughs> but I'm like, have I ever seen Rancid? And I was at that. I was at that one. I remember leaving for Blink, you know, and, and on the last episode with, with 
talking about Anthem. Yeah. They closed with that, but I remember leaving early to get to beat the traffic and stuff, and I remember hearing Anthem start playing. But I was at that show, and that so I must have seen Rancid then. Yeah. At that, that must have been the one and only time because I don't think I ever saw them on any of their actual tours or anything like that. Yeah, I think we talked before, and you said that you'd only seen them once, and I'd only seen them once. Yeah, it had to have been that time. So literally, like Blink came in, and since they were separate from Warp Tour, they got to set up their entire stage and do like a two hour show where oh, wow. it was like, it was a full show, which full. normal sets yeah. at Warped were like 30 minutes, It's 30 minutes. And for no matter how popular you are, you are, it's 30 minutes and then yep. it's on the next band. But I think it's just because it blink wasn't actually doing the warp tour. Which I mean, so that stomped on a lot of other bands. It might've, I mean, it might've, but like, uh, so anyway, I mean, rancid, I remember because it was still in the height of people hating on Blink big time for being the MTV sellouts. Mm-hmm. So we're watching Rancid and loving it. And then Lars or Tim, I, I think it was Lars, was like, hey, like, are you guys so excited to watch Blink later? Whatever. And the whole crowd booed. And then <laughs> Lars lost his shit. He I think it was off. Lars, one of them. Yes, he lost his Lars. shit. And he was like, fuck that. No. He's like, those guys worked their fucking asses off for like seven years. And just because they're on MTV, you guys are going to shit all over him. And they're like, he's like, let, let me tell you something. We're on MTV. You know, he like yep. let the oh, crowd have it. It was Which like is super respectful. That's super nice. respectful. Cause they were like, they're, they're friends probably. Right. Or, oh, or yeah. something. But it was, I thought that was really cool. Like, yep. cause they, they, it was, I remember just the whole crowd just boo. And he just kind of lost his shit. I love right? that yeah. you were there and you just didn't. No, I don't <laughs> remember. Like, but now that you say, I remember yep. that. Yeah. 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 So that was really cool. Um, and seeing, I can't, I'm trying to remember if there's any other bands I remember from that, that I don't think so. Rancid and then Blink that's, when Blink that's played. That's it. All yeah. I remember is Blink really. And I yeah. remember that rant. Yeah. The rant. That was good. A buddy of mine, since, since it was my birthday during, you know, this is a Rancid episode, but, uh, Blink played and he didn't like Blink. He's like, oh, whatever. He's like, all right, it's your birthday. I'm going to try to get to the front of the stage and I'm going to try to get one of the guys from Blink to wish you happy birthday. He's like, wish me luck. And he like ran away. (laughs) Did it work? No. Okay. No. (laughs) He said he fought his way all the way to the front, but he's like, they wouldn't listen to me. And I was like, well, that makes sense. We couldn't hear you for one. (laughs) It's just funny. He's like, yeah, they wouldn't listen to me. (laughs) That's nice though. The friend counts. All right. So favorite tracks. I will start. uh, Ruby Soho, hands down. Agreed. Tokes. It started as Ruby for me and then it ended as Journey to the End. Journey to the End. Nice. Uh, yeah. I like that. Journey to the End. Is it Journey to the End of the East Bay? Is that the yep. second would be Disorder and Disarray for me, which is kind of surprising, I think, because it's such a deep track, I guess. Uh-huh. Also, Avenues and Alleyways is one of my favorites. Those have got to be my top three. Probably Roots is probably up there yeah. for me as yeah. well. For whatever reason, I liked uh, Olympia. Yeah, that's a, great, that's a yeah. really great song, too. That's that would one. be up there for me, too. Stand out for me, I guess. Yeah. All right. You guys got anything else? No. Nope. Rancid and Out Come the Wolves. Well, there you go. Good stuff. All right. So next episode is actually going to be uh, kind of a little uh, little bit of a special one, or if you want to call it special, just a different one. We're all going to be talking about either our first concert and or our favorite punk rock concert we ever went uh, to. Maybe stories about the experience. Yes. Dun, all right. Dun. Thanks for yeah. listening. And uh, whoever is listening out there, we love you to death. Yes. We will... Uh, <laughs> See you in the next episode of Three Punks in a Pod. I already forgot my catchphrase. What did I say last time? (laughs) Oh, God, Steve.